What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? It's Johnny King. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. And this, my friend, is a really delicious strawberry. Mmm. Have you had that experience where you've got a thing of strawberries? I particularly love organic strawberries because if they're not organic, they taste like shit. But the organic strawberries even still are a little bit hit and miss. And you're working your way through a, you know... A little bushel, a little bushel of strawberries, fresh picked off the vine. They don't actually, you know, they don't come on a vine, but whatever, go with it. And every once in a while, even with the organic ones, you'll hit one of one one of those strawberries that's like it blows your mind. You're like, oh my god, that strawberry is what I wish I could eat every single time I sink my teeth into a strawberry. And yet, you know, probably the next four or five are like mediocre. You know, they're like, yeah, I can taste a strawberry. But every once in a while, man, those strawberries, just like the, the, the flavor just like overwhelms your mouth. You know, it's like there's a party in there and everyone's invited. Oh, man. So I recommend if you're going to do a podcast, <clears throat> you're thinking about it probably don't eat strawberries when you're, uh, you know, don't do what I do. <laughs> and also don't, don't drink carbonated drinks while you're doing an interview. I learned that one um, on more than one occasion. You would think I would have figured it out the first time when I uh, kind of had to keep muting myself because I had to keep like burping up, you know, carbonation. Yeah, there you go. Nearly 300 episodes and I'm just starting to learn. But I'll tell you what, that's strawberry. That's what I love about life. You know, like, it kind of seems like days are like that. Maybe you'll have a couple of days. Maybe you'll have a couple of weeks uh, that are kind of, like, mediocre. They're like, all right, you know. I think it's, it's, it's tough to expect that all days could be as amazing as that one strawberry. Although, I would love to move towards that. 100%, I feel like I am. But every once in a while you get those days, right? Or you have that day where you just you're closing deals left and right, right? Or you have one of those dates or you meet that person that's just it's like they stick out. They're like one of those strawberries. And you wish you could just sink your teeth <laughs> into into that type of strawberry. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I will say <clears throat> it's interesting to see how uh how wonderful life can be, both the highs and the lows. And without the lows, without the strawberries that suck, then you don't actually have anything to compare it against when you do get some of those really amazing strawberries. You feel what I'm saying? You see this analogy? 
Yeah, mind-blowing. I really is. I fully realize. <clears throat> and so recently, it's gotten me thinking, you know, we, we all we all go, you, you, you can't go through life without experiencing the lows. You can't go through life without getting burned, stung, brokenhearted, uh, defeated, rejected, you know? And more recently, I've noticed with my uh, with my eight and a half month old puppy, he's the best, by the way. I love him to pieces. Uh, that he already has little signs of of trauma. It's interesting. So I noticed really really quickly that uh, especially when we started going to the dog park. Granted, he was smaller. And he's still growing. He's 60 pounds now. He's a German Shepherd Husky Aussie mix. He's got the coloring of a of a Husky, like black and white coat. But then he's got like kind of the face and the ears of a golden, uh, not a golden, I'm sorry, a uh, German Shepherd. But I noticed at the dog park that he was really, really, really afraid of bigger dogs. I'm like, okay. I'm like, come, come on, son. Go on. You know, defend yourself. And he would oftentimes just sit between my legs. So as he's gotten bigger, he's gotten a lot more confident. Um, and yet, if there's if there's really like even if they're smaller dogs, if they're really really aggressive, he's very very skittish. I'm like, hmm, okay. Now about a week and a half ago, <clears throat> we were out walking walking the the neighborhood, and I use this retractable leash, right? Um, so he gets like 26 26 feet. Not just 25. I give him an extra foot. So he gets 26 feet of leash, and I let him just do his thing, right? Let him explore. He just loves to sniff everywhere, just doing what dogs do, right? And so he, it was dark. We were kind of coming down this alley. I went to this garbage can to throw in uh, his poop bag after I picked up his poop, and he went around the other end of it, and I didn't, I, the other side of it, and I didn't realize. So the, so we were walking away from the trash can <clears throat> while the leash went around the trash can back to him, right? Well, I didn't notice it because it was dark. And, uh, and before you know it, the leash, when it got to the, to the end of the line, pulled the trash can over, right? And it actually hit another trash can and pulled that one over because he immediately freaked out and started running, right? So it pulled like a line of three trash cans over, which was loud. And it was probably 11, 11.30. It was on a weekend at night and uh, scared him. And he was super, super scared. And I was like, dude, it's okay. You know, and just reassuring him. was like, it's okay. It's okay. And he comes over to me just with, you know, with his tail tucked and super like, did I do something wrong? I was like, nah, nah, buddy, you're good. Now, every single time, we walk that same area when, or I say when we do, he will not get close to that trash can or any trash cans for that matter. He's super, super afraid of trash cans. And it just makes me think about what I started talking about in the beginning of this episode is like, man, he's eight months old, right? But the impression that has been put on his experience from a couple things. You know, when he was really, really young, uh, he had a few experiences where a much bigger dog 
really went at him. And he was, this particular time, he was really traumatized. He literally cried like, for like two minutes. You would have thought the guy was dying, right? And he was probably 10 weeks old, 11 weeks old. And since then, he's been really, really scared of other big dogs. Okay. And now I also see it kind of confirms my suspicion <clears throat> with the uh, trash cans. Now he's super scared of trash cans. And it just makes me think that we are very, very similar in how easily we are uh, impressed upon with like traumatic experiences that we can kind of like intellectually be able to walk away from like, okay, I understood that the leash got around the, the trash cans and pulled it and, and now I'm safe because I'm with my master. <laughs> if, if my dog could contemplate all that happened, right? And yet, even in the daytime, when he sees trash cans, he's still very, very much affected by it, right? So I'm like, okay, Experience, uh, experiences that, that my dog has had, a very, very high, like, intense emotion has imprinted upon him some serious fears. And my thought goes, well, am I a bad parent? <laughs> a puppy dog parent? I'm like, of course not. Like, that stuff, all both of those situations were out of my control. Uh, and I also don't believe in, like, helicopter parenting. Like, let your kids, there, there's no way that we're going to get through life unscathed, right? What it makes me realize is now I need to get better tools to be able to understand how to uh, help him work through the trauma as a dog, right? And teach him that trash cans are totally normal and they're safe and they're not going to bite him, right? Uh, same with bigger dogs, you know, like he needs to defend himself or uh, be, be more confident around them and his energy, you know, like I need to become a better trainer, a dog trainer, right? Now, I've taken the same approach with myself as a regard, in regards to my own personal traumas. I do this now, obviously, as a living with men and women and have for the last 12 plus years as a coach. I'm helping people work through their traumas, right? And yet, I'm continually reminded of my own traumas. It's not like, oh, I've, I've got all my shit done, so now I'm, I'm good to support you. I can support you. And yet, I'm still working through my own traumas. And quite frankly, we continue to have traumas. Uh, as we work through this, you know, experience of life, right? So again, whether it be like the first time you were fired, right? Or it was the first time um, that your mom or your dad weren't there for you, right? Or you got your heart broken in a relationship, you know? Or you really went to, to make the high school team and, and you got cut from the team, like... Whatever the case might be, the trauma, <laughs> if we don't handle it, will continue to spill forward and have ripple effects impacting future good, right? Um, and I see this a lot. Again, I, I certainly experience it me personally, but I also see it a lot with other people where they could have the very thing that's in front of them, a job, a, uh, a an opportunity, right? Um something super exciting and yet out of the unhealed wounds of that trauma experience they will act to protect themselves and to turn away from from the gift that God is looking to bestow on 
to bestow upon them, right? So totally natural. I have all the, the empathy in the world for that. However, we do need to, to see that uh, wherever we are triggered, and I've said this before, you'll hear me keep saying it again, it's just I want to get it through your brain as it is with mine as well, that the triggering is a <laughs> finger pointing like, yep, that is the area that needs some attention. That is an area that needs some healing. Because if you just push it down, if you distract yourself, if you if you just go on with your life without actually addressing it, then every single time you walk by a garbage can or that type of person or that type of experience or that area you know, of the city where something traumatic happened and you're going to be triggered, right? Every time you spend the holidays with your dad, you know, you're going to be triggered because maybe he beat you when you were younger, right? Like that's an obviously one of the most extreme cases. But like that stuff needs to be handled. Otherwise, you will always be imprisoned to that trauma. And you won't be able to fully experience the amazingness of a simple strawberry. Or the look in someone's eyes. Or their touch. Or an amazing opportunity at work. Or a moment that you can have with your kids. You won't be able to enjoy those because you'll be lost in your head to the trauma that you're giving the, your power away to. And, and again, empathetically, you just might not have the tools in which to heal it. I was having, I was having drinks with a buddy the other day, and he's like, I cannot do this. I cannot. I'm like, dude, I get that from where you're sitting right now that you cannot do this, but you have to believe the healing is possible if you get the right support. So whether it gets the right therapist, the right counselor, the right coach, like whatever the case, there, there is, there are so many tools out there right now, gratefully, for us to process trauma, to heal, to find our, our sense of enoughness, if you will, right? That knowing that should push you towards seeking out the right tools and the right, uh, you know, processes, whatever you want to call it, to be able to facilitate doing that. And if it's out of, you know, above your pay grade, then cool. Then find the people, find the book, find the, the podcast, search. Don't give up. Don't give up on the good things in life <clears throat> just because you don't feel like you have the tools in which to to heal yourself and be able to, to enjoy life fully. Don't, don't just settle for, oh, you know, this is just the way that I am and this is how I'm going to have to cope the rest of my life. I, I really challenge you to, to check that story to see that's not really about you. The healing is possible, 100% possible. You just have to find the right solution. And if you keep searching, you will eventually find it. Because life is not worth living if all you do is eat non-organic strawberries <laughs> if, you're, if every single day tastes so flavorless and so like <laughs> pesticide ridden that you're like ugh, 
leaves it like a gross film on the top of your mouth. <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. You need to to do the the healing work so you can come back to an entire bushel, you know, of amazing strawberries. So you can just put your face in that bush the bushel. <laughs> Put your face in that bushel of amazing organic strawberries where every single strawberry bursts amazing flavor into your mouth. This is getting bad. This is getting really bad. Oh, man. Uh, at least I'm entertaining myself, <clears throat> especially when I'm not feeling the best. But anyways, I digress. You get what I'm saying, you know? Let's move towards towards, you know, enjoying every... Every moment, every day. Otherwise, we cope, and we will minimize ourselves. We'll protect ourselves so that we don't, we don't, you know, get our heart broken. We don't feel pain, and then we don't actually get to experience the amazingness of life. So, I, the the more I go through this life, the more I'm becoming unapologetic to like just living and loving as much as I've got. And if that's too much for you, like that's fine. I'm not for everyone. But I love people. I love life. I love getting the most of it. I love strawberries. That's why I'm eating one during the podcast. <laughs> so anyways, now I'm rambling. But I appreciate you always for listening. And uh, I hope some of this has, has resonated. Uh, I would be happy to support you in any way that I can in terms of you know you're seeking the healing or go out and find the, the podcast or the books or the therapists or the counselors or the coaches, the, the thought leaders, whomever that can help you process your trauma. Otherwise, all you're really doing is you're, you're robbing yourself and those that have the privilege of being you know in your presence of getting the fullness of you. you know you're robbing yourself. By continuing to be, um, you know, a, a, a minimized, smaller, hurt, wounded version of yourself, because perhaps you you believe a story that you're not able to 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 be healed or uh, or whatever. Just go out, find the help, ask people, ask for help. I know it's challenging and it's overwhelming and it's humbling. But you know what? Like the sooner you get over yourself. And be able to just ask for help and and have great conversations and connect and to heal, the sooner you're going to be enjoying life to the fullest. And that's what this whole fucking podcast is about. Becoming kings is about, and queens for that matter, men and women, anything in, in between. It's like about enjoying your life to the fullest with as much abundance as possible. And when you do that, like attracts like. You'll just attract people into your life who want to play on that level. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to get back to this bushel of organic strawberries while I drink my carbonated uh, flavored water. And you, go have an amazing day. Talk soon. Later. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, 
or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.